Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here, the host of the Beachside CEO. And I tell you what, I'm excited. We are heard now around the globe on the Home Business Radio Network. We have gone from a couple hundred listeners a day to over 6,000 people a day now listening to the Beachside CEO, and that is just live as I'm doing it now. That doesn't count what happens over at the Home Business Radio Network, where we have another 100,000 listeners a day rolling through the network. I mean, I, truly, this is a humbling experience because, as you guys know, the focus is to give you nuggets of wisdom from some of the greatest authors out there that cover everything from the home-based business arena to personal development like we're doing right now with Dr. Henry Cloud's book, The Law of Happiness, How Spiritual Wisdom and Modern Science Can Change Your Life. And it, it, it just blows my mind. You know, we, I love doing nuts and bolts. I love being a strategist and a, and a statistician, looking at what's out there. But it's when we do shows like this, where we get into that deep personal development side of things, really figuring out what, what our life is about, that we see just a massive increase in people hanging out and listening to the show and I and I got to give you thanks. You know, it's nothing that, that we're just the conduit that's here. We're not we're not we're not. I mean, we're the messenger, but I mean, it's it's what's written. And I want to thank you for that. Hey, if you guys have not checked out the epic or the economic freedom contest over Tone Business Radio Network, you can go to hbrncontest.com. That's hbrncontest.com, and you can you can get over there and join. If you put your videos and your comments and your pictures up. You can win up to $25,000 worth of prizes. Now, here's the cool part of this. Most of the prizes they're giving away are one-on-one coaching sessions with some of the greatest trainers in the home-based business arena. So you want to jump on there. You want to see what's going on and what's happening. I'm proud of that. just got back from my Tuesday morning men's accountability group, and it was phenomenal. I just love meeting with these guys. And it kind of went hand-in-hand with what we're talking about here on on happy people think well. Now, in this chapter, it's a little bit different. It doesn't really have anything to do in the stories that Dr. Cloud shares with home-based business. But I think think you'll start to see maybe a pattern in your own life. He starts out, he said, Mary had wanted to be dating for a while, but it really wasn't happening for her. She was intelligent, fun, and an interesting person, so there were... There seemed to be no good reason for her lack of dates other than her strategy. Her traffic patterns, as Dr. Cloud calls them, never placed her in situations where she might, where, where she met many single men. She worked in a small off, law office, went home at night, ran errands, went to the beach, hung out with a few friends on Saturdays, attended church on Sundays, and that was it. So from my perspective, when you see basically the same people over and over... Even at church, you're you're probably not really shopping for a mate. You're not shopping for somebody that you want to date seriously. And with some reluctance, Mary decided to join a dating service that Dr. Cloud had recommended. And he was excited. She was finally taking control of her life. She filled out her profile, and it wasn't before long before she got an invite. And to her surprise, when she went on the date, she really liked the guy. She came to my office and said, I actually had a great time. You know, this was the first time in a long time that I was happy for her. I saw her a couple weeks later and asked how it was going, and I could tell she was not going well by her expression. 
She said, not not that great. She goes, I said, dating? She goes, yeah. I said, what happened? She goes, the guy I liked, he never called me back. I told you this wasn't, wasn't going to work, that no one was going to want me, she said. And then what she told me made my heart sink. She said, I dropped my membership from the dating service. This is not going to work, and I don't want to go through the pain. Funny thing is, the next week I met, I met another friend who had read my book, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping, and was working on the program outlined there. At 39, she had been convinced that it was over for her and that she was basically giving up on dating. But I encouraged her to begin to work on it, and she had joined a, a few services as well. I asked her how it was going. She said, amazing. She found, said, I finally found a really great guy. I said, wow, tell me about it. Well, she found. She goes, I found him on the dating site you told me to join. Very cool, I said. Well, it didn't start out very well, she recounted, but after the first few rejections, I just kept going, and then I met John. I said, a few rejections? And she goes, yeah, but you know how it is. You can't take it personal. You just have to keep on going, thinking, he's out there somewhere. I just have to find him. With a big smile, she said, I did. She went on to tell the story. And it was great to hear how someone had been struck for so, who had been stuck for so long was now moving and successfully dating. Later, they actually, later that year, got married, and now they have their first child. Now, here's the key here, and this is where we're going to get into the nuts and bolts today. The first lesson that we've got to learn from these two stories, I think, is one of the most profound that any of us can learn. And it's that each person went through similar circumstances they both filled out. They both had, had not been able to get dates. They both had traffic patterns that didn't allow them to really find new people. They both filled out their profiles. They both went on to the dating service. They both had dates. They both were going through rejections. But from that point forward, here's where things changed. They each thought differently. See, this is why you may not be succeeding like the other people are in network marketing. You think different. See, if you're running a home-based business and you're trying to compare yourself to others, and you can listen to the other recordings we've done, if you're trying to compare, it doesn't work because each of us have a different genetic makeup. We think differently. Now, we can fix our limiting beliefs. That's not an issue. But to be able to do that, we've got to realize we have them. See, in this case, one of them, upon one rejection, began to think negatively about herself and about dating, really about the future in a whole. But the other, even after several rejections, thought positively about the process. Now, we talked about this yesterday. And and with <coughs> – excuse me. I'm going to get one of my life shots here. With, 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 and my mom's going to shoot me because i got to get this box in the mail. I'm going to have to spend a boatload of money to get her, her life shots up there. But here's the key. Women sometimes think differently than men. Women go out and buy fancy lingerie. They, they, they get outfits that look good. They feel good about themselves. They look in the mirror. They put their makeup on. They say, ah, no matter if he wants me or not, I am one hot little filly. Now, some guys do the same thing. They look at themselves. They get dressed. They, they look sharp, and they say, you know what? I am going to be one great catch for a woman. Sadly, there's also another side to the equation where men and women look at themselves in the mirror. And because of, of their upbringing, they were, they were belittled growing up. They, people made fun of them. They, they got into a rejection pattern that just hurt. 
all of a sudden they look in the mirror and say, nobody's going to want me. First sign of rejection, they flip back into those, those, those subliminal stories they're telling themselves, lies, if you will, about how they're not worth anything. As a bail bondsman, I saw this quite a few times. And, and some of you have heard me use comparisons, and I want, to, I want to do it again because I used to bond out a lot of, of hookers that would walk on the streets. And we bonded out a lot of, of what they would call a, a high expensive call girl. And the, the hookers on the street had been beaten and abused and were scarred up and their teeth were rotting out. They weren't they didn't look anything like what you saw in the movies. And the and the high class call girls were hard. Their their eyes were hollow, but they were pretty. And as we would sit down and talk to them and say, Why did you end up in this situation in the first place? Their stories were always similar. There was some type of rejection, physical, mental, whatever, sexual, that they had gone through. And they ended up in the positions that they did. One, because she was a victim feeling. The girls on the street always had this victim mentality. The interesting thing was these call girls that really charged a boatload of money for what they were doing all had the same type of situations, but they looked at themselves as conquerors. Troy, when we're, when we're getting paid by men, we're in charge. We're, we're the ones that get to, to have control because they both had been abused, rejected, dominated. Now, I guarantee you, neither one of those situations did these people realize what they were going through. But yet, as somebody that studies human nature all my life, I I, could, I thought, man, this is sad. This is, I mean, and these ladies, to a certain degree, some of them actually enjoyed what they did because of that power trip. Similar probably to the men that had abused them in their lives. But when you go through rejection like that, male or female, doesn't matter. I have good friends of mine, very successful executives, that will tell you how they had been beaten by their wives because their wives had this anger issue and literally would beat them until they... They ended up getting a divorce. It happens on both sides of the equation. And what I found is these are the same people that, that a lot of times will fail in a home-based business. Because as soon as somebody raises their voice, says no, questions them, they take it as personal rejection. They freak out and they stop. But yet there's others that say, you know what, I'm not going to take the rejection personally. This isn't about me. This is about them. They're just more mixed up than I am. Next. Some will, some won't. Who cares? Next. See, we have to change our internal belief system. Otherwise, we end up in a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, I believe God wired us to be able to work through all situations. Now, listen to me. There's, there's, there's stories in the Bible of great men and women who did extraordinarily things in faith and then ran in fear. So don't expect that just because you might, okay, I'm going to break through this paradigm, I'm going to change my, my approach, I'm going to make it, Troy, thank you, I'm going to go get counseling, I'm going to go get an accountability party. Don't think that life is going to be peaches and cream. It won't be. You're still going to have situations that are going to rise up that's going to cause you problems. You can work through them if you're prepared, if you're ready. But you got to realize it. And you got to say, okay, here I go again. I'm getting back into that crap. 
Happy people think well. So they're thinking through the situation constantly. Listen to this. I thought this was good. Said the reality is that every single day, happy people are thinking thoughts that help them to be happy, and unhappy people do the opposite. This is re- this is the research. This is one of the most documented realities in all of psychological research. Our thinking affects our moods, our anxiety levels, our performance, and our well-being. Now listen to me here. And 95% of the time, we don't even realize what we're thinking. We're in a life situation that causes us to flash back to the way life used to be. And we fall back into a pattern. Everybody can go through this. That's why in certain situations we see people that we believe should be the happiest, most successful people in the world. And they commit suicide. They self-sabotage themselves. They screw around on their mate. I remember Christy Brinkley when her husband decided to, to, and this came public, was spending $3,000 a month on pornography. That people said, I don't see how he could do that. He's married to Christy Brinkley, one of the most beautiful women in the world. But it had nothing to do with who he was married to. It all had to do with the belief system inside of himself. We wonder how men who can, can be the most successful businessmen in history can change whole industries, can end up becoming embezzlers or cutting corners. It's because they don't change those limiting beliefs inside of themselves. See, if the psychological research has shown that our thinking affects our moods, our anxiety levels, our performance and well-being, we've got to ask ourselves why. And here I, here's what I believe. This is what Dr. Cloud actually writes about. It's because our thinking and belief systems were designed by God to actually control and affect our moods, our anxiety levels, our performance and well-being. I can track this all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. Let's Again, forget the spiritual connotation for a second, just the stories. God creates man out of his own image. From the dust of the ground becomes Adam. Adam's cruising around in the garden, chilling, checking out all the animals, watching how much fun they're having. He's naming the trees, the bees, the, the cows, the ship, sheep, everything. God comes down and says, boy, let's take a walk. They're trekking through the garden. Adam's talking to God. God's talking to Adam. They're having a good time. And Adam says, hey, Dad, I, I got an issue. Can we chat? Yeah, what's up? Well, I just don't feel complete. I... I I can't put my fingers on it. I don't know what you might call it, but I just, I'm not feeling like everything's right. I don't feel like I'm a whole person. Ah, dude, I know what it is. You've been checking out all these animals. They have all these mates. They're playing. They're having fun. Adam goes to sleep. God does the rest. Adam wakes up, and there's a hottie by his side. Says, whoa, baby! I went to sleep in the evening time. I'm going to call you Eve because when I woke up, there you were. All of a sudden, a completeness. All of a sudden, his thinking changed. All of a sudden, he had somebody to, per- to take care of, to protect, to do things with. 
And what happened? The psychological research shows that thinking affects our mood, our anxiety levels, performance, and well-being. He started thinking different, so the loneliness went away. I'm not going to go into the rest of it that happened. I mean, it just caused all kinds of craziness. But think about this. If we were created, if the laws of the universe are created so that literally the way we think controls everything else in our body, wouldn't it make sense that we need to realize, hey, there's just certain things we can't control, so we're going to blow that off? We can't, we can't, we can't change the way people think. I had a situation over the weekend. Prime example, a guy writes to my son. Says, your dad has no credibility in the industry. Now my son writes and says, dad, who is this whack job? I said, oh man, he's a great guy. I said, now obviously he's a little irritated. But man, he's a great guy. I've written about him on my blogs and, you know, and there's something else that's going on. And, and then I read on down and I see some stuff that he says that's pretty rotten about some other people. I said, Whoa, this is bad though. We got an issue here. There's some internal stuff here. We, this is one of the things I fight all the time in network marketing. And so I, I took it public and said, we've got to be held accountable for the words we speak in private, let alone in public. I'm just adamant on that. When I screw up, I expect to be held accountable. And I hold other people accountable based on the way I expect to be held accountable. It's embarrassing. It sucks. We worked through it. But his thinking caused him to do things that were out of character for himself. Flashback to a different era, bam, he attacked. We all go through these situations. At any time, we go backwards based on what we think, and we do things that we shouldn't be doing. It's kind of like software that would be running your GPS system in your car. If it's got a, a glitch, if it's got a, 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 a fragmented program, if it's got a, a, a virus in it, what's going to happen? It becomes corrupted code. And it might be telling you to do things that you're not supposed to do. You're trying to put the destination in to, to go to, to Kansas City. Or maybe you want to go to L.A. And, and, and you live in Kansas City, and it tells you you can go to L.A., but you've got to go via Omaha, which is north. You're thinking, why the heck would I go north and not west? It's crazy. That's what happens. Dr. Cloud writes this. I thought this was good. He says, every single day, happy people are thinking thoughts that help them to be happy. And unhappy people do the opposite. And we wonder, why is it that people are so focused on positive? I hear people all the time say, Joel Osteen's that positive pastor. He doesn't preach the Bible, right? He never preaches about hellfire and brimstone. Well, the majority of the Bible doesn't teach about hellfire and brimstone. Matter of fact, if if we got in, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rabbit trail for a minute because this is this is one of those things that I think goes back to the thinking part. <coughs> there are people that read the Bible, and when you read the Bible, it'll tell you, you know what, you're gonna go to hell, you're gonna be in a lake of fire, you're gonna burn. But there's other verses that say, hell is like a black abyss where there's no daylight. Now ponder that for a minute. If you got a lake of fire, it's probably going to be pretty bright. It's going to be like being by the sun. It's not going to be very dark. But see, people want to focus on the words instead of what the meaning is behind the words. Obviously, hell would not be a happy place. Well, see, the same thing happens to our thinking. 
We think about the situation. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Look what they said about me. Look what they did to me. Oh, they're killing me. This is a rejection instead of saying, you know what, I don't have to take this personal because I know who I am. I know that I was made in the uniqueness of God, that I'm different from everybody else, and I'm going to go out here and I'm going to be somebody, and I'm going to make a difference in this world, and I know it's going to be hard, and it's going to suck sometimes, and people are going to reject me, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was made to change my part of the world. And if we keep the, the main thing the main thing, then we think like happy people. And we focus on our belief system and get ripping out the nasty beliefs that are in there and pushing forward with beliefs that will help us. See, I believe that with all my heart. The Bible says it this way. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, for you that don't believe in the Bible, let's just focus on the first part of this sentence, because it's just practical principle. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. Look at the media. Show me the positiveness about the media, especially in an election year. The most positive thing we can watch is the Olympics right now. Because we're watching people fulfill something. But it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Every day I go on a walk. You want to know what I do? My Android is in my pocket. I got the app turned on. I'm listening to the voice of Positive Powered Radio, the Home Business Radio Network. I'm, I'm in my, my office, and I've got on some kind of, of, of pastor or trainer or coach that I'm listening to that's powerful it's the only way to do it something else the Bible says we use our powerful God tools for smashing wrapped psychologies tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of a life shaped by Christ now that one's a little bit more spiritual but the concept is the same if we rip out what doesn't work and we push in what does work, and science tells us what will work, there's a reason that people go around constantly focusing on the positive. I'm going to be somebody. I remember a, a, a movie that I just love. <clears throat> Jimmy hates it because it was, it was made at his airbase, but it's called Firebirds. And Nicolas Cage in it goes around saying, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. As he's blowing up the enemy in his chopper. And I, I believe that that's, that's kind of where we're going on this. Not because he was egotistical, but because he was pushing through his mind, I am the greatest. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to wipe out the enemy, and I'm going to save America. We wonder why athletes, fighter pilots, politicians seem to have this cockiness to them. It's because I believe they really are confident in their abilities. Sometimes they get overconfident, power takes hold, greed gets in there, they screw up. There's no doubt about that. That's for a different, a different radio series. But when you fill your mind full of positive, motivational, mind-bending, life-twisting, moving in a different format, then things change. I guess you could look at it like Spider-Man. 
I went and saw Spider-Man with Jetty yesterday. And the concept of Spider-Man is to is to take the genetics of of a spider or a lizard or anything else and be able to to use their self-healing genes and put them into humans so that you could grow back a limb or something like that. And and that's science. I mean, literally, lizards will grow back their tails. Spiders are able to spin webs and protect themselves and from enemies. So it made a lot of sense. So I got home last night. I thought, you know, there's some pretty good spiritual connotations here because if God says to be transformed and not be of this world, then that means we really do have the ability within us. Now, for Christians, it's called the Holy Spirit, but just, just life in general, we have within us the ability to transform our world, to transform ourselves, and make a change. But we've got to do some things, and I want to share this in the last couple of minutes. Here's some thinking that we have to avoid. Avoid the all-or-nothing thinking. Treat events as they truly are, single events, not, not the way life's going to be from that moment on. All-or-nothing thinking and happiness rarely reside in the same head. Second thing is watch the negative thoughts. Negative thoughts have power. You've got to realize when they're there and shut them out. Critical thoughts are different than negative thoughts. We could do a different training on that. You've got to listen to what people say, analyze what they're, what they're telling you to do, and if you need to change, change. But don't dwell on the negative thoughts. Avoid catastrophic thinking. See, catastrophic thinking is something as horrible when it does not have to be that way at all. It isn't going to be, oh my gosh, the sky's falling type deal. It may hurt. It may be life-changing but it's not catastrophic. Until they nail you on a cross, stop griping and bitching about it. Get off your doggone butt and go change what you can change. Next, do not overgeneralize from one instance. Sometimes what we do is we take one bad occurrence and we overgeneralize. All women are that way. All men are that way. That's just the way it is, and that's not the truth at all. That one circumstance was that way. Always see both sides of the equation. Don't just, oh, it's all negative or it's all positive. It's never that way. There's always two sides to it. Read, look, watch. Because happy people are the ones who are happy even when their flaws, missteps, and mistakes. In closing, God says this. We know that all things God... all. <coughs> we know that in all things God, all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. In other words, we know that when we are walking in our purpose, what we were created for, whether you believe in God or not, it's irrelevant. Every individual was made to be somebody and to accomplish something. And when we focus on that and not the negative, we become happy people, our lives change, our businesses change, our relationships change, and everything moves forward. This is why I love doing these radio shows. Tomorrow, happy people are grateful. Folks, this is Troy Dooley. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong, and come back here tomorrow morning on the Beachside CEO, heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of positive pirate radio.